Everyone, thanks for downloading this episode of the Black and Gold Podcast brought to you by Z-Box Mattress. Go to zboxmattress.com right now and place your order to get better sleep in 2021. Look, we all hated 2020. It sucked. But at least this year you could sleep better, get a new pillow. They have all sorts of different pillows that you could choose from. And also they have phenomenal mattresses. We're recording here on a Wednesday night. Just had a great conversation with Coach Watts. And when I go upstairs, I'm going to be ready for bed. I'm going to get a Z-Box mattress, and I'm going to sleep like a baby. Go to ZBoxMattress.com. Use promo code BLACKANDGOLD to get 10% off your entire order. Trust me, you're not going to regret it. They use premium materials. It's manufactured here in the U.S. of A. Ships directly to your door in some great-looking packaging. It is so easy. And uh, when you talk about price, you're getting a great value. When you compare to the other premium mattresses out there, you're getting the best bang for your buck. I promise you. Zboxmatches.com. We're happy that they are a sponsor of the Black Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Johnson, and with me as always is the world's most famous App State fan, ready to take on 2021. Big C. Big C, welcome to 2021. Man, so glad to be back on the microphone after the kind of day that we had today. Um, uh, this is uh <laughs> yeah. this is fun. Fun to be back. Um uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on out there, and it's uh, it's it's a, it's a good day to talk basketball and, and recruiting and all that good stuff. And um, excited, you know, just excited that you know we've we got some sports again. You know, it's it's fun there for a few minutes, or you know, like you get that break. You're like, man, I need a break. And then, like after after that that last presence open, you're like, all right, where's the basketball game at? That's right. You know, uh, right. and all that good stuff. So at least that's the way I look at it. So, uh, but yeah, man, ready ready to ready to break down these games from this past weekend and. Uh, Talk about other things. Yeah, no, uh, me too. Uh, just to break down exactly what you're talking about, Charles, we have Coach Watts, uh, recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach for App State. He's been with us for, I, I guess, it's six years now. This might, I think this is his seventh coming up. This season will be his seventh season with App State. He does a great job with recruiting. We just had an historic uh, signing day class, you know, the 24-7 rankings, you know, hold some weight out there. It's it's not a perfect indicator for um, recruits. Obviously, we've seen high-rated recruits not pan out. We've seen low-rated recruits go to the NFL. But for the most part, it gives you a really good indicator of, of uh, where we are as a class. But uh, anyway, so Coach Watts graciously um, is spending some time with us uh, here at the very end of the show, and we're really happy to break down fully, spend a, really about an hour talking about the 2021 uh, signing day class, huge accomplishment, and so we're, we're grateful for his time. But first, uh, we are going to talk a little basketball, and of course our basketball coverage is brought to you by Amy Gakin, who is realtor extraordinaire down in Charlotte. If you and your family, or if it's just you, you don't have to have a family. If you're looking to buy a house, sell your house, or find somewhere to live, even if you're looking to lease a place, I'm thinking about you college students that are moving to Charlotte here pretty soon for your first jobs. And you got a lot of app alumni in Charlotte. You need to talk to Amy. She knows the area like the back of her hand. She isn't some Johnny come lately. She's, you know, now we're in 2021. This is starting her third decade in the Charlotte area. She helps a lot of people sell their homes and buy homes. She knows up and coming areas. She knows the the best places where you get the most value for your money. Um, she does a great job. She's an app grad. Her husband's an app grad. They're huge App State supporters. 
and they would love to help app fans with their uh, home buying needs in the Charlotte area. You can call or text Amy directly, 704-905-9189. You can also email her. Now, her name, Gaken, it's got a little different kind of it's, – it, it's not spelled the way it sounds. Her address, A-Gaken, A-G-O-E-K-E-N, at myhomenorthcarolina.com. You can also go to amygaken.com, A-M-Y-G-O-E-K-E-N.com. And uh, check out our website. It's pretty cool. Um, and so we thank her for um, covering our, or sponsoring rather, our basketball coverage. Uh, Charles, so we're going to get into it here. Let's start off with the ladies because um, got trouble a couple weeks <laughs> weeks ago where we about to sign off and we didn't say anything. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about this. Uh, both teams playing Troy. Now we split it. What can you tell us about uh, what's going on with the ladies? Well, it, the the big part is, is that on Friday night we were able to come away with a win because Troy's uh, predicted to win the, the league, and they're always a team that scores a lot of points and uh, up and down the court. Uh, you know, the timing of these games has uh, made it difficult to kind of like follow both. Right. But uh, got out of the, got out of the men's game and still had about an hour left of the uh, of the women's game. So um, they just did what they had to do. I mean, that's that's you know to play a team like Troy on the road. Um, you know, you're, you're going in there hoping you can like, you steal one. And that's what we're going to talk about like all year. As far as basketball goes is stealing one, trying to get to whatever. And just kind of using that same terminology, but you really feel like you, you got one up on like the rest of the conference, um, which, which is good. So, and then of course, you know how this, the pendulum swings, uh, uh Troy regroups the next day and, uh, you get a 20 point win, but, um, it's you know it's really crazy that in the entire conference, except for the teams, at least in the East, that uh, that didn't play Georgia State and Coastal didn't play um, all team split. Mm-hmm. So um, you know you're gonna see a lot of that. The same thing happen on the men's side um, in the East. So um, you know it's it's gonna be a common theme I feel like going forward. But mm-hmm. uh, just a you know, big win for the girls to beat Troy, um, and then they get to go on the road again and play Georgia Southern back to back weeks, and so. Um, that that'll be big for them coming up. But uh, I mean, pre Stanley was huge on Friday with 24 points. I mean, that's expected. Um, and then even though we had a, had a tough game, uh, you know, the, the following night, uh, Lane scores 13. To, uh, but it's a that's a game that Troy came out first quarter and just absolutely dominated for the start. And we were just kind of chipping away and uh, just couldn't get there. But yeah. um, still, it's a good start for the for the women. One uh, one to start the season before they play Georgia Southern. This yep. weekend. Yep. I am looking at the box score of that uh that Saturday game against Troy. It did look like it was just a really lopsided first quarter, but really it was really even the rest of the game. So just dug uh dug a hole too deep. So that uh, we've we've been there before. We know what that looks like. Um so the 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 men kind of fared op in the opposite way. Uh we dropped a uh dropped a game to Troy Friday night, New Year's Day. But then really came back and played really really well. Let, let's let's talk about uh, that Friday night New Year's Day game where we we lose sixty nine to fifty six. But Charles, uh, what was your takeaway from that game? It just felt like Troy was hitting everything for me, um, especially in the second half. Um, they shoot fifty two percent from the field for the entire game. Uh, not that they did anything crazy, but it felt like every time they scored, like it just it killed us. You know, um, like we couldn't we couldn't find the momentum. We couldn't get on a run. I mean, we did a couple different times, but we just couldn't hit. Um, and, you know, so it was just it was one of those deals. I mean, if you really look at the box score, it's kind of hard to tell that like 
um, this game was a 13-point game, double-digit game, because it's pretty even across, except for, you know, like defensive rebounds. But, you know, you, you, somebody shoots 52% in this league and you shoot 40, I mean, mm-hmm. chances are you're probably going to lose that game. But, uh, you know, going into this, we were the, I think of all the teams in the Sun Belt, we were favored uh, by more points than anybody mm-hmm. going into Friday night. And so you, you knew, I mean, but, you know, Troy's got Scott Cross as their coach, and he knows how to coach basketball. And so um, they did a lot of things. They got a lot of easy buckets, a lot of dunks, a lot of baseline stuff in their, in their offense. And we just we just didn't uh, – we weren't prepared for it. with a little sluggish. And the good thing is we came back on Saturday and fixed it. Yeah, um, that's right. They, they You know, just – Troy played really well. It seems like they were hitting everything. Um, especially in that second half, they really pulled away in that Friday night game, and and so you, one one of the things I thought was um, just a bummer was was the fact that you know we had talked about um, leading up to this that we really needed consistent scoring, uh, really struggling shooting the ball. And you know we had a uh, uh, coach Pat on and he talked about you know sometimes it's about gaining confidence and, and seeing the ball go in the hoop, and well I I think it's safe to say that that we got that <laughs> on. Um, on on Saturday, where we went ninety to fifty nine, it was a blowout. But man, it was just it was seamless. It looked like it just looked like it was it was easy. Um, totally night and day from Friday. Well, and, and the difference here is is shooting well. Um, yep. I mean, it, it really kind of flip flopped. Um, we we jumped out fast. Um, threes were falling early, and, and we we never really looked back. Uh, we hit fifteen threes for the game. Uh, any coach Kearns team that plays is and hits 15 threes is going to be really, really, really tough to beat. Um, so really the challenge was to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we jump out to the lead is to keep it that way, mm-hmm. you know, and don't let them give the opportunity to come back. So, uh, but yeah, huge, huge night for, I mean, Justin Forrest, we had a big game. Yeah. Um, I think he had, what was it? 21 points. Yep. Um, four starters and double figures. Yep. Um, James Lewis at 13. Lewis absolutely ate Troy to death. Yep. I'll tell you what. You know, we've heard Harrison talk on the radio broadcast. Uh, we've heard Coach Kern say it and say hey, just how much bigger James Lewis Jr. has got. And I was able to go to both these games. I got lucky. The dude's a big man. He takes up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> um, complete body transformation. You don't see it on TV yep. or on ESPN Plus, but man, in person, it's really a uh, really big difference. But but yeah. Um, we played well and we finished it off. I knew, I knew on Friday night. I think you and I were texting us. So it's going to be so great when we beat these suckers tomorrow because there's no way they're better than us. Yeah, and things will change and such like that. Kind of, kind of saw this coming. Yeah, no. Um, and, and one thing that I've just been waiting for, I know you you have too, is for for Justin Forrest to to really have a, a breakout. And he had three steals, two in this game. Okay, and uh, so he he was putting pressure on the on the defense, but like everything he threw up was going in. Um, he scored all of his points from the field from the three point line. He was six of seven from three, and he hit all his free throw shots. He was three of three for his twenty one points. I mean, that was just unbelievable. But then uh, you had Donovan Gregory too. Also had a really great game. Delph has been on fire from from three. So being able to what's encouraging to me in these games is that uh, it does seem like it does seem like the guys are having confidence in each other. It just, you know, playing against peer institu- uh, institutions are, are more fun for me to watch for us, you know, playing Auburn and like, even like Tennessee swallowed us up and, and spit us out. Um, and the, you know, these, 
what what did <laughs> what did Pat say? The non D ones. I mean, that's fine. You know, I love watching our team no matter what, but I really enjoy watching how we stack up against teams we're supposed to stack up against and had that rough game on Friday, but really love seeing the offensive production from our starting lineup and uh in these new pieces too. And uh all honesty had uh what did he have? He had eleven off the bench. He had ten assists in this game too. So he's been great at point yeah, guard. Huge. Yeah, he has been he's been a tremendous he's, he's really he's really come into himself. I, I think with uh, adding to Sean Parker, he gets to play a little bit different uh role some of the times. Mm-hmm. Um off the bench when he comes off the bench. And uh I think the big thing here is that we you know we haven't even mentioned um, Kendall Lewis couldn't play all weekend, right? Um, yeah, for whatever reason, and so um, Justin played, started both these games, and you kind of knew that um, he, you know he had to score at some point. Um, he had to find his groove, and, and he looked like he was really happy on Saturday afternoon. Uh, looked like he was really enjoying himself. Obviously, the ball goes in the hoop, makes things a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> um, had a couple of cool assists that were kind of added with some style points. So uh, you know, hopefully. He can continue that trend because I think, you know, if we can have someone like Dell scoring, like Almanzi scoring and Justin, that's going to be tough for the Sun Belt to deal with. Yeah, no joke. Um, so looking looking ahead here, it, it was it was great to see that. And it, it is going to be interesting to see how, if, if guys are playing with that much confidence on, on offense when you add Kendall in there, um, how that would solidify things. It would be interesting to see how he would have made an impact on, um, on Friday night. I mean, it was still pretty lopsided, but – been interesting to see but uh looking ahead here to georgia southern first of all i want to make a comment this is the first time and charles you you tell me what you think about this too i don't think i have seen in the in the six seasons that we've been doing the black gold podcast i don't think that i've seen people outside of our like immediate like friends like immediate friends of ours be hyped up for the following week of basketball really before the weekend was over uh that that has been that's been new to me and i really love you know credit there's a lot of a lot of uh, basketball, App State basketball love kind of organically happening on Twitter. It's been fun. So I don't know if you've noticed that too, but, I mean, I haven't experienced, you know, just fans out there. I don't know if they're all listeners or what, but just still, like, looking forward to playing Georgia Southern in basketball. I mean, I haven't seen that sort of looking ahead to it being excited about the next game um, kind of organically like that before. I don't know if you have a comment on that, but that's been really encouraging. I, I think, uh, you know, we have seen some of that. I mean, it's, that is great. It's great for the fan base to have something to be excited about. Uh, you know, especially when you've got a car- carryover from football season. Yep. And um, so it's it's good. I, you know, I think uh, kind of the pandemic world that we're in, um, where we're not supposed to be going out and doing things, that uh, that might actually help the sport a little bit, you know. Mm, interesting. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a, it's a random thought there. but yeah. um, It's good, though. But I mean, you know, beating teams like, um, you know, like Charlotte, uh, um, hanging tough with a good MAC team, and showing some promise at times against Auburn, um, and then we all know that Tennessee is really, really good. So, um, just a lot to look forward to. I mean, really, I mean, I think just I think it's um, it's great for the program overall. I mean, um, you know, and of course, the Georgia, Georgia Southern brings up Georgia Southern things. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been great to see the, the a nice carryover from football to basketball in, in that rivalry. I think it's great. And looking at looking at Georgia Southern's basketball schedule, it looks like they have actually had a, a fairly similar not not exactly they they haven't played a team like 
a Tennessee or Auburn that like we have yet, but um, they're playing a lot of you know non D ones. Um, the beat looks like Florida International uh, in overtime. They lost, got smoked by Davidson. Uh, they lost to a really good uh, Mercer team. They're seven and four right now. They did play Carver twice, <laughs> so um, take that for for what you'd like. Um, and they they split with I, now was South Alabama not supposed to be the top team in the conference this year? Or am I making that up? Yeah. Yeah, South Alabama's good. Uh, good coach, good players, good recruits. Um, you know, it's kind of the opposite of what we did. They they blew out um, um, South Alabama, blew out Georgia Southern on Friday night, and then Georgia Southern flushed the script. Looks like South Alabama's uninterested, only scores 50 points, 49 points, and then they kind of sweep, sweep by by 13. So you're going to see a lot of this. You know, like are we going to have these splits, and and then how how well does one team come out after getting beat the next game, and all this, and then it could show up, or do they have to, or do they have to even try? Mm. You know, and then somebody shows up and they beat them, and that's the kind of stuff that can happen in this league, especially playing these games like back to back like that we are, like we are. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really tough. I, I I'm with you. I, I think um, it's going to be very very difficult. It's going to take a lot of mental focus, a lot of discipline for teams to sweep a lot of weekends playing the same team back-to-back. Um, even if there is a talent discrepancy, it's just hard to beat teams two times in a row. It's just difficult. Uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, especially when it's like within a 24-hour period. Yeah. You know, you're, you're playing games that probably start at 6 on Friday, and then it's 4 o'clock on Saturday. You yeah. know, there's no turnaround. Yeah, so. exactly right. So we're uh, playing back at the home center. Of course, the ladies are on the road down in Statesboro. We got a little bit of a back-to-back weekend home stretch for the the men here. Uh, Friday night, January eighth, on ESPN Plus, six p.m. and then four p.m. against Georgia Southern. Saturday, again, all these looks like all these home games are, are all of them on ESPN. It looks like all of these games on ESPN Plus, every single one of them. So that's great. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, now I wanted to say I know we're talking basketball here, but didn't didn't wrestling kick off? I want to make sure we holler at the wrestling folks here for a second. They did, but I wasn't able to pay attention because I, I think there was like one of these like invitationals where it's not like you have like a duel, right? Um, so you're playing like a bunch of you know you're you're grappling a bunch of random guys, and I think one team had to drop out like um, like the day before or something like that. So. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of like the preseason kind of exhibition kind of a deal because you don't really have winners. Oh, okay. You, you got to win your individual match, but it's not like team scores. Okay. Yeah. So I'm at least I don't think so. Yeah. No. I, no. So I'm looking at their uh, their home schedule here. Jeremy Barnes is rolling his eyes at me right now as I'm as I'm kind of fumbling through this here. Uh, but yeah, they had um, an all an App State individual quad. Um, I'm not seeing any scores or anything, but they, they are they are in Raleigh wrestling NC State Friday. At 7 p.m., it looks like uh, they're in the ACC Network Extra on TV, which is uh, really interesting. So, But it looks like the headline here is Unbeaten Records, uh, OT Win Highlights, App State Individual Quad. That's cool. Um, wrestlers from App State, Virginia, and Citadel combined to participate in more than 100 matches. So uh, I think it's safe to say that we're off to another good start here in the wrestling world, which is, which is great. We've had a lot of excellence in um in wrestling app state wrestling and so you're still in the socon so that's that's really cool it's kind of like staying close to our roots there it's kind of interesting uh but we'll yeah so we'll keep our finger on the pulse there and look at um how we perform this friday against nc state we're gonna, we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about next week but um charles anything else app state related that we need to uh touch on before well hey let's talk about this real quick 
you know, it's funny. I think yeah. we had some two major pieces of news kind of happen, but we haven't had a chance to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because um, well, of the, 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 the transfer we may or may not get, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that we yeah, found out about tonight. Yeah. So we were talking with uh, Coach Watts, you know, about this, this class, this recruiting class. And I said, all right, Chase Bryce, what's up? And Coach Watts is like, well, can't really talk about a, a particular individual because a pen hasn't been to paper yet. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, uh, oh, okay, well, I, you know, obviously we don't want to, um, you know, ruffle any feathers or, or get anybody in trouble with compliance. But um, he put, I mean, Chase Bryce put it on Twitter, committed to App State, coming to Boone. Um, apparently this is something that um, isn't official, official, which, you know, what, whatever. Okay, we're trying to play by the rules. But we had a lot of questions about this and, and thoughts about um, – what's going on with that situation. And, and so Charles, I don't know if, if you want to dust off uh, that part of your brain that has all the chase Bryce takes. I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> do you have chase Bryce takes for me right now? I, I have no uh, chase Bryce takes at the moment. Um, but I mean, we all know he started at Clemson and I went to Duke and you know, now he's in Boone and are going to be soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, we, we needed a bridge between the, the, uh, the recruits that we pulled in. So it's uh it's a positive for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, for those of you that uh, maybe don't pay attention as much to, I don't know, ACC football or whatever the case may be, Chase Bryce was Trevor Lawrence's backup at Clemson and transferred to Duke. So he actually came in, I want to say, at a pretty pivotal game for Clemson and I think started and, and won a game, I think maybe against Syracuse, I think, and it played really well. I was really, really highly recruited. I think he's from Georgia. And uh, anyway – Transferred to to Duke, where they had the discount Walmart paper, <laughs> the toilet paper as the offensive line. I guess got sacked thirty five times. I th- want to say through fifteen interceptions, but really um, didn't have a ton around him in terms of protection. And Charles, we talked about this this uh, this football season. How you know, looking at the offensive line and how critical that is. You know, we got um, offensive line had some trouble with Georgia State had, with Marshall. Um, you know. Offensive line play really matters, and so one one of the things that you know, talking to some guys that are looking at his film and everything else, also you know maybe he didn't have the, you know I'm not trying to call like individual players out or anything, but maybe he didn't have the the hands to work with too at Duke. It's just I guess hard to play you know uh, and really great quarterback play if you don't have a good Duke team around you, which those are few and far between. But um, I know also one of the things that uh, a lot of people have questions about is well, what's the deal. Uh, why are we bringing somebody in? And um, the, you know, Charles, and, and please chime in uh, here. But I, at the end of the day, if the coaches think that we need somebody else in the quarterback room, then that I think it's pretty clear that that that's what they think, and they would know. So yeah, we have some guys on the roster that were playing quarterback, but Jacob Huseman's not there. Zach Thomas has opted out. He, he's he's moving on. So people can throw out names like, well, what about Navy Schuler? And what about this guy? What about that guy? Um, but at the end of the day, if the coaches say, hey, we'd like somebody else in, I mean, to me, that's good enough for me. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know if you had a take on that one way or the other. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's not the SoCon anymore. You know, yeah. you can't just pull in a freshman quarterback. Yeah. You know, um, so you've got you've to have somebody else. Um, and so you, you saw how quickly, uh, you know, we, when we transitioned that, um, you know, Cam Bryant wasn't, you know, exactly, uh, you know, what we were expecting there. And then it took, you know, Taylor Lamb some time. So um, it's just hard to start guys right out of high school and, and have our expectations. Yeah. You know, um, so 
you've got you've got to have somebody else that can kind of brace the gap. And of course, um, not knowing where all the other guys on the roster are going, you kind of you just kind of got to be prepared for everything. And I think that's the, that was the hard part about you know, Cope is just like kind of like piecing this this roster together. Yeah, yeah. So um, he was a he was a big uh, big target in the in the transfer. I've never accessed the transfer por- portal. Have you? I don't even know how to get there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, I know it exists. I know it's a thing, but um, you know, that's the, uh, you're out there trying to find a transfer quarterback, trying to find somebody that that's a good fit that that can. Um, and, and listen, at the end of the day, we're going to talk about this a lot, and I'm sure in fall camp and subsequent episodes, it's going to be really hard to replace Zach Thomas. I know that you know he didn't have the year that he wanted to have, and we'll have him on the podcast in a couple weeks, and and we'll talk about that, but. Um, it's going to be really hard to replace him. It's not, well, how about this? It's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be seamless. If it is, that's all the credit in the world to, let's just say, Chase Bryce, <laughs> if, if that happens. Um, but um, anyway, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think he's got a, a ton of ability. I don't know why schools like Clemson would recruit him if, if he didn't. So uh, we'll see what happens. And another thing is, have we talked about Tony Peterson <laughs> leaving yet we haven't even talked we about have that not. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even wow so you know everybody knows you know we we, we try to take a little break at, at christmas <laughs> but a lot's happened um yeah so coach peterson on the road to illinois and now we're um you know it, it's better than having to replace seven staff members but we are having to pl- replace an offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach and I got to tell you, this kind of reminds me of the coach drink hire. I'm hearing nothing. I'm hearing absolutely nothing about any of this, Charles. I'm I'm guessing you're the same. It, yeah, it's been quiet on the uh, Western Front, and I'm sure it's just the way Sean Clark wants it. You know, yeah. Um, he doesn't want anybody getting wind of uh, who's who's being talked to and all this stuff. And you know, the, the college football silly season has been kind of weird this year, really. Right. Texas opening up and all that, and everything in between, and you know Arkansas State's putting together a staff, and same with South Alabama. So it's it's been real interesting, um, and you know we just got the lone spot as of right now that we have to fill. So um, it'll be interesting to find out kind of how that all shakes out. So um, you know, but I'm sure when it's time for us to know, we will know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and whether whether we get any rumors or not. Yeah, and, and ultimately you want to make the right hire. Um, these these coaches are on break right now. They just had a long season. It's Christmas, and um, actually, I, I mean, I don't know Coach Clark's itinerary. I hope he's taking a nice break. But uh, you want to get the right guy in. Spring practice isn't hasn't hit yet, and there are still ch- staff changes all across the country. So, um, and, hey, listen, it's App State. We're balling on a budget all the time, especially in. Um, in years where we're suffering massive losses everywhere. I mean, this is really every athletics program. And um, so I think there's going to be different elements to uh, to this. And this these are conversations we, we have in the 333 Club all the time, just about, you know, resources in App State's always, you know, resource challenge. We always have. We always have known that. But, you know, when you throw this on top of it and you're operating on deficits and it's it's not rocket science. you gotta you got to um, – you got to adapt. So, be interesting to see. Is there something else we're missing? I, I don't think so. Uh, well, uh, I think no, I I actually there is. It's um we got a basketball commit. Um I think it's Chris Mantis. Oh yeah, Chris Mantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, another basketball commit that I think he's in Indiana. It's basketball country up there. And uh, that's a really big deal for for the staff. I, I know they've been recruiting that guy kind of hard. And um, Charles, did you see that clip of him dunking over the over somebody? Oh, yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. What the little – was it a, It was a crossover or yeah. was it behind the back? I can't remember. I think it's behind um, the back. Purple. I think it's behind the back. Either way, poor kid who got posterized. Jump <laughs> him. And he did. So, um, cool. So, uh, talked about Chase Bryce, you know, Coach Peterson, you know, and, and obviously, you know, Coach Peterson, um, he's, you know, a lot of people wanted him gone. A lot of people said a lot of things. It's just, you know, 2020 was just one of those years where um, maybe he wasn't a good fit. Maybe he was, and there are other factors that play. I mean, whatever the case is, I mean, he um, he got that call from uh, <laughs> Brett Belima, Belima, I guess, at, at Illinois. Bielma. Bielma, sorry, and um, he went making uh, seven hundred thousand dollars a year to to do the offense at at Illinois. So um, I liked Coach Peterson. I, like I'm not, I can't comment on like his X's, X's and O's as well. But you know, we had him on the show. He was really easy to deal with. He's a really nice guy by all accounts. So uh, best of luck to him, and uh, we'll be um, interested to find out who we replace him with and, and how that works out. But uh, all the same. So we're going to toss now to our conversation with uh, recruiting coordinator, tight end coach, um, starting his seventh season with App State football, the one or only Justin Watts. It was a really good conversation. You know, Coach Watts um, isn't always out in front and center with, uh, you know, social media and, 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 and video and all that good stuff. But, man, he, he was a great conversation, learned a lot from him, told some great stories. So uh, just sit back, and, and when we come back in just a second, we'll be with recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach, uh, Justin Watts. All right, we're back in the Black and Gold Podcast, and with us uh, making his Black and Gold Podcast debut is the one and only, everyone knows this guy, App State fan favorite, Coach Justin Watts. What's going on, Coach? What? Doing good, guys. How y'all doing? I appreciate you having me on. I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I, I, glad to be on for my first time. I used to hear about this uh, back in like 89 from Brad Absher when he was on here. So, uh, <laughs> yes. He used to tell me all about it, and I'm excited to be here. Wow. Already in, a hall, already in the Hall of Fame Ooh. with that comment, Coach. Already in the Hall of Fame. It's freaking awesome. Swinging for the fences on the first pitch, but it goes hey, gotta over. Go, gotta go deep. <laughs> That's tremendous. Um so you no, know, coach. Uh, um, obviously, coaching tight ends, but you're also the uh, the main director of um, recruiting. Or what? 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 What am I saying? Am I missing the title? You're the guy. Nice. In- Re- recruiting coordinator. Coordinator. Title, but it's uh, you know, like like I said, just kind of in charge of setting up and managing the roster. You know, as we go through this right now. So, what's your favorite part of this job? I don't know if you ever get asked that, but what's the best part of this job? Um, the part I enjoy most is. is- really getting to go out on the road and meet people, um, you know, because before this crazy 2020 and the pandemic hit, you'd go out on the road and you may be in seven high schools during the day and get to see seven different high school coaches and two or three players at each school and then getting to go in somebody's home that night and visit with them and their parents. And um, so just kind of always just being around people, you never really know what's going to come up and um, it kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and you're a South Carolina guy, right? Yeah, from Florence, South Carolina, about an hour from uh, in, right in between Columbia and Myrtle Beach. Okay, all right. So, do you like uh, going back to your uh, stomping grounds? Feeling you know the area pretty well. Yeah, I do. I've, I've enjoyed that. Uh, that was one of the reasons. Um, you know, I, I approached Coach Satterfield about this job six six years ago. It was just 
I was at Middle Tennessee, and we didn't do a ton of recruiting in South Carolina. My dad was a uh, longtime high school coach in the state, was uh, the head coach of my high school for about 22, 23 years. And, wow. uh, you know, then myself coming up and playing and, and, and going to Clemson. So a lot of the older coaches knew my dad. A lot of the younger coaches uh, knew, knew who I, I was. So I, I've enjoyed going back there and kind of building those relationships again. And, uh, you know, like especially last year when you get to go back and uh, – play the Gamecocks and beat those guys. It's, it's fun to ride around with the A on your chest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so when did you first, and I know this isn't, has nothing to do with the class of 21. We're yeah, going to get into it. But when did you feel that you were like a boonie? Because you've been here, what, six years? I mean, it's a long time. Yeah. When did you first feel like, all right, I'm I'm a boon guy now? When, I, when did I mean, that happen? I, I don't know if you could ever just be a true boon guy all the time. I mean, I still have it. I haven't gone skiing yet. You know, I had a bunch of knee surgeries going up, so I hadn't done that. And, I, you know, I, I still ride around, and me and my wife get in the car, and we go try to drive to Target. It's not here. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so we're worried about that. But, um, you know, I, I love living here. I love the fact that, uh, you know, feel comfortable with my kids sitting at home and, and being here. And we love the schools they're in. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I guess probably the best answer to that is the first year when you beat Georgia Southern. That's when you probably feel like you belong. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. I love that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That was definitely a highlight. Uh, one of the highlights of the season um, It's getting to see you guys go down there and take care of business. So uh, a lot of hype around this class, Coach. And um, yeah. we had a lot of we had a lot of people asking questions about, you know, this guy, that guy, in, in one of our previous episodes way, way back in the day in 2020, right? It was so long ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we wanted to actually dedicate um, – a lot of time to talking about the signing day class. Now we know, and actually I, I, I can't wait to ask you uh, questions about this, you know, cause my stance on recruiting is that it, it's, it's, it's fun. Like I, I like following it. Charles likes following it. We talk about it a lot. Um, I like following it. I get on, I, I follow it daily. I mean, not only our to. university, but other people, I think it's, it's exciting. Yeah. But I, you guys see so much more than just the ratings, right? So yeah. you get to have to have a good fit, good personality type grades, all that good stuff. So, um, I'm always excited whatever class we have uh, because I, what was it that I think it was Charles? What was it we were talking about um, a couple weeks ago? The 2016 class was ranked like seventh in the Sun Belt. But if you go yeah. retroactively, Darius Evans was the last rated player in the class. <laughs> yeah. it, it shows you how much everybody knows, and, and it's uh, I, I, I've equated this. I was taught this a long time ago. When you have a recruiting class on signing day, everybody kind of says, you know how great, how good is it? how good is it, and it's. Nobody ever comes out and says, "Hey, look at my baby; it's ugly." You know, everybody wants to say, <laughs> "Right." Nobody's disappointed. Look how pretty the signing class is, and everybody. And, and I truly think it takes, uh, you know, two to three years to really see what that class was. You kind of like, mm. you wish these guys could go back and, and rank guys after what they've done in the college careers, because um, yeah. you know it's unfair what some of these guys. They they get they get thrown rankings on them because of where they play or who they play for and, and who's offered them and that type of stuff. So uh, yeah, so yeah, we we follow it just like you guys do. I promise you. Yeah, no, I, I totally. I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do it a lot more than me. Uh, Michael Hughes from uh, Sean Clark's neck of the woods kicker. Oh yeah, Sean's been fired up, fired up about trying to get get one from West Virginia, and uh, we had we had been targeting a, a kicker in this class um, the whole time and. The big, the hardest thing with this this signing class was not having football camps over the summer, mm-hmm. and so that's a huge deal when you're signing a kicker because it's kind of like quarterbacks; they all complete their passes on their highlights on 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 kickers' highlights. They make all the kicks, yeah. so 
<laughs> you know, you want to you want to see those guys do it live, and we did not get to do that. And through uh, you know, y'all have this old thing, y'all use Skype, but through um, FaceTime <laughs> and Zoom, we were able to see him kick live this summer, and uh, he went out and boomed it. Um, you know, with Sean sitting there watching it on 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 his phone and on the computer. And so we're extremely excited about get, getting him up here next year. Uh- I listened to um, a segment that uh, Coach Clark did with one of those guys out of Charleston, and he talked about a uh-huh. biscuit place up there that did, I don't know if you guys, um, maybe maybe uh, Michael I Hughes. I do know they brought, uh, Coach Clark kept bragging on it and bragging on it, so <laughs> it's t- uh, Tudors. 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 Yeah. It was so something we, like pepperoni so, biscuit. Yeah, so when we got up uh, on game day to play Marshall, uh, as all the coaches were coming down, you know, the kids are over there eating their omelets and all that stuff, and Clark's over here forcing Tudor's biscuits down everybody's throat. <laughs> He's like, nah, you're eating this, you're eating this. So, uh, was it good? A different deal, but they, they were good for sure. They, they were definitely okay. good. Okay, they're good. They they can, But Michael Hughes and, and Coach Clark, they can bond over the, the Tudor's stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here's another one. It's a Sutton. We like the uh, we like Corey Sutton, but now we got Cohen Sutton. Um, yeah. Compare him, him and his brother. Um, Cohen came to camp here two years ago when uh, Drink, Coach, Coach Drinkwitz was running camp, and uh, we really liked him. Um, he's probably a little bigger than Corey. Oh, wow. Um, Corey's probably a little faster at this point, but, you know, uh, Cohen's bigger, maybe a little bigger catch radius, but just got to, you know, grow into his body. I mean, as far as speed and the twitch and that type of stuff. And we're, uh, he's an early enrollee, so he'll actually be coming into uh, school next week. Nice. And, uh, so, so we got the chance to see him live. All these North Carolina kids have not played their senior year of high school. Um, the state actually moved it to starting in February, I believe. So any of the like, like his him, he, he's given up his senior year to come wow. and uh, you know try to compete for a spot and and enroll early. I imagine that the motivation for Corey to want to come back and for Cohen to want to go to App has to be these dudes want to play on on the same field together. I, I think that's a big part of it. It's just wanting to. Play. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it is, is let mom and dad come up and sit on the rock and have a chance to watch both their, their, their boys play at the same time. So, uh, you know, that worked out well for both of us. We feel like we're getting a good player and uh, got a chance to get uh, Corey talked back into coming for another year. So we're excited about both those, really. That's that's a big gift for us. Yeah, no joke, no joke. Uh, all right, now we have from uh, Northwestern High School in Miami, Florida, Travis McNichols. Yeah, Travis is another early enrollee that'll be here next week. So, uh, Coach Rowe, um, he, he did a did a good job recruiting these corners and these these defensive backs this year. He, with his NFL experience, when you got on on Zoom calls, he was able to get in front of the parents and kind of look at some of the things the NFL was guys were looking at that that we were doing. And Travis is not a big guy, but you know we we had guys go and measure his arm arms and his hands and things and he's got long levers which uh kind of similar to um you know like jolly and duck are big guys but yeah. they're not tiny they're not they're not compact they're they're longer levered guys so um that was something that we were excited about him and you can watch his tape and kind of see he can run he can he can scoot and when you can run away from guys done in the 305 that means you can really run so mm. uh, we're l- looking forward to that i like uh i like calling the arms levers i like that it makes it hey. Just as long as you give me credit, anytime you say it, we're good. <laughs> is that a is that a common term? Like the levers? Yeah, we like he's well levered. Is that? A, is yeah, that I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, listen, I'm from South Carolina. We say he's got long arms. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes sense to me. It makes sense yeah. to me. All right, uh, now we have uh, from uh, Temple High School, Temple, Georgia, Justin Eisler. 
I'm make sure I don't want to get my stuff right on, on Eisler before I, <laughs> I scrub it on. Got all these guys written down. I don't want to. See, I put you on the so, spot yeah, now. He, um, from Temple there, so he, he had a really good year this year. Um, his film, he, he was a guy that was committed to us early, but they played well, had a good year at Temple. He's a uh, defensive end. You know, we've uh, you know this class with the super seniors coming back and all this stuff is kind of up and down what we wanted to take D-line-wise. But he was a guy that we felt could play on the edge that was uh, could, could come in and make an impact here in the next year or so. Okay. How does – by the way, I mean, that's, that's probably a great uh, segue to ask this. Um, when the NCAA basically said, yeah, all these guys can come back, uh, yeah. that has to adjust your lens like 100%, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it did, and 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 what it because they were able to come back, but they didn't count on your eighty-five number. So we get eighty-five scholarships, but you only get twenty-five initials. So it's it's really a big deal this year, and and we I think we've got about as of right now about ten, eleven guys coming back. Yeah, and um, so what it's allowed us to do is we signed this. 23, however, how many of it was, we've got a couple scholarships left over. And what it's allowed to do is, you know, at, going into this year, we were thinking, hey, we we need to transfer wide receiver. You know, we had all these old guys leaving with Thomas and Virgil. And, um, don't want Corey, didn't want to leave one of those guys out. But they're leaving, and we felt good about some of our young guys and when the class were signing. But we may need a, a guy to come in and kind of be the glue in between these two and sign up. Maybe a junior college guy. But, you know, with, with those older guys coming back, that was allowed you to take that scholarship and move it to another spot, maybe of immediate need, where you can come in and get help right away um, at a different position. So it's it's allowed you some 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 leeway of where, where you can kind of move some guys around, move some scholarship numbers around for this class. So I understand that you, maybe you don't want to say so. I don't know what the rules are with any of this stuff. Did you have any idea or able to have an idea of like, all right, this guy's kind of indicated he wants to come back, or is this something that we're not talking about until the end of the year? We – Coach Clark kind of took the lead on it. And okay. About midway through the year, he brought in about three or four guys and talked with them, and it just kind of didn't seem right. You know, it was kind of like, you know, you didn't want to, you know, put the, any pressure on them because they're trying to go win games, and you didn't want to, you know, hey, go make a decision. And so what we decided as a staff is we were going to go let them enjoy their senior year, play out the season, and then as we got down, and I think uh, what we tried to do before the bowl game, before we went to the bowl game, we some of the guys that knew, I mean, Zach had come back and told us, hey, I, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of the guys have done that, but you know, and, and it was kind of, you would hear things in the weight room and Hey, this guy's not coming back. This yeah. guy is. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, and then the last, the last week, it kind of turned into to a little bit of recruiting, recruiting your own players. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after, after the uh, Southern game, we got ready for the bowl game and coach Clark brought those guys up individually. And we met with them as positions and we kind of said, Hey, we, you know, we'd love to have you back. And these are the advantages. And, and, um, you know, I think the majority of them kind of, Got together and as crazy as it sounds, decided nine and three wasn't good enough, and they want to come back and mm. uh, make a run at this thing. Wow, that's incredible. That that's uh, it gets us pumped up. <laughs> See, yeah, hear stuff uh, like but, that. Hey, believe me, when you get 12, 11, 12 starters coming back, it gets me pumped up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. Hey, you said you followed recruiting around, you know, just other teams too. Yeah, where do we compare um, with having guys, not just guys come back, but like 
heavy hitters starters coming back. It, it, that part of it's different because that that one's um, I keep up with it that on uh, you know just like t- Twitter, just like everybody else yeah, does. Right. So I think um, right. at, at our at our conference, I believe a lot of the seniors are coming back. And you know, I saw where the Lafayette quarterbacks coming back. The big D lineman number nine's coming back, or number seventeen's coming back. So I, I think some of the really good players are in this league are coming back because, uh, you know, maybe if some of them feel this is a chance to go get, put another year's worth of tape on film to, to get ready for the NFL. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. That has to play. If I remember last year, I think it was one of the years in the draft where a lot of like P five players were selected because they could go through all those pro days and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of. You know, you look at the, not having a pro day is, is a down for these guys because I mean, uh, Darrington Evans' film was great. It was awesome, but you go watch Darrington Evans run a forty live and watch him do ball drills and things like that. His stock increases. Yeah. You know, um, same some some of these guys that we have on this team. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd like to see uh, Demetrius Taylor. I mean, he, he's got great film, but come work him out in person, and I think you're going to like him better. So I think these guys really feel like. Not having pro days this year, not maybe, maybe possibility of no combine, no 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 bowl game type deals like that. That that a year from now, hopefully this thing's going away, and we can have people on our campus, and these scouts can come work them out, put their hands on them, and uh, really get to see what they're made of. Gotcha, makes sense. That all makes sense. Uh, next on the list, I don't want to. I'm, I'm giving you time to prep here, Jonathan uh, Streeter from Panther Creek and uh, Carey. Yeah, Jonathan's guy. He's his. He was out of my area, so I actually got to go see him uh, this time in January last year. I kind of see him in the weight room before this thing before he got shut down. He, he's a he's a young man that uh, offensively and defensively we both liked. You know, we watched film. He was not rated really high when we started recruiting. Didn't have a lot of offers. You know, and and you know, it's amazing. He he signs with App, and his 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 rivals number jumped. There's two four seven number jumped up, which is good. <laughs> but uh, he's on. Um, He's unbelievable ball skills, and uh, he he loved App State. He was excited about us. You know, every two or three days, he was sending video to myself and Coach Rose saying, you know, check out this seven on seven film. Check out this. I mean, he he wanted to be here, and uh, we 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 just thought that he was a guy that we couldn't go wrong with because we felt like he could play on both sides, right? Um, and he could play wide receiver and 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 uh, and corner. And we're gonna start him off on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, but um. You know, he, he's he's got great ball skills and um, and can can really boogie when he gets the ball in his hands. Boogie, I love the boogie. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to have a unique number, right? If he's gonna play on both sides. Well, I mean, listen, we got so many numbers here. Didn't we? we got a penalty against Campbell because we had two people with the same number on the field. So <laughs> I blame that on there. I wasn't I wasn't able to go at that game. I was uh, quarantined for that game, so I, I'm 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 not taking any blame for that. Well, I I heard uh, I heard some stories about uh, from your neighbor David Jackson about watching you. Uh, scream into your phone in the front yard for the halftime speech. You were giving giving yeah. one for the Gipper. I I, I, I don't think I'm a, I was allowed to talk to anybody on the football uh, aspect, but I was yelling at somebody. And, but I was enjoying. <laughs> I was I put on a pork butt about nine a.m. So I was outside enjoying the pork butt and yelling at the phone. So my wife told me she said I will never watch another college football game with you again. <laughs> and it was uh, it was amazing. That was one of the hardest things I've done. It was it was just. So frustrating, and then uh, the second half was fun. The first 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 half wasn't, wasn't a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I, um, we've you know we've had the uh, the fortune of uh, being able to know these players once they graduate, and move on as former yeah. players, and 
And that's one of the things that I've noticed that they say is like it is so much it's so much harder just torture to watch a game on TV than it yeah, is to I, be on the field. When I was I was injured my freshman year or in, so, in sophomore year at different points of um, my career, I tore my knee, my knee, and I can remember going to the game and just you're 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 helpless. So you just yeah, pick up and might as well go 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 back out and tailgate because you can't <laughs> you can't do anything about it. <laughs> I believe it. Um, all right, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have trouble with this guy's name kyle arnholt is is that pronounced is that correct kyle arnholt from lord now yeah. i'm not even gonna pronounce what's the name yeah, of that kyle, high school kyle arnholt, he's a, what, hold on you cut off there what'd you say what's the what the, the high school lord button lord botified if you Botetide. listen coach ivy used to recruit this school and so I, I he taught it ever since he was coach ivy's here i've called it lord tater tot <laughs> and, and uh so the first time I went to the school a year ago, I walked in there and asked to get the directions for Lord Tater Tot. But uh, we signed three young men from that school, and they're a powerhouse. Um, played for the state championship last year. And uh, Kyle is a um, really athletic kid. Plays both ways uh, for them, which is unusual because it's such a big school. But we signed him kind of as an inside-slash-outside backer, depending on where the numbers fit. Uh, athletically, uh, you know, you, you see how tough and physical he's on defense, and then you go watch his film – and uh, you, you can see athletically he, how, how good he is playing receiver. So uh, he, he was he was one that we were, we were uh, re- really in love with his film. And um, the more we got to know him through Zoom calls and, and that type of stuff, I uh, liked his personality and we're glad he's joined us. Well, okay, so 6'3", so, 200 – I'm sorry, Charles, go ahead. Uh, you're okay. I was, was going to go the other direction, but like, that, that's rare, right? Three kids from the same high school? I mean, oh, de- that, ne- that never happens. Like, how did that come together? Uh I could, this time last year, we were driving to the convention, and uh, one of our coaches that had left and gone to to Missouri called and said, "Hey, uh, I think Colston Powers, the offensive lineman, he said he he may be ready to commit." And so as soon as we got back and it opened up, uh, we got him down here and he jumped in. He was the first one in the class to jump in, and we were tickled to death and we were excited. And then uh, it started rolling, and you know, their coach uh, Jamie Harless does a great job, and he's. He's sending his film and sending his film and sending his film. And then you look up and you see another offensive lineman and, and Troy. And we were saying, uh, you know, Troy Everett's pretty daggum good football player. And then he started getting interest and he started getting some offers from people in our conference. And, you know, we couldn't go down. We wanted to work him out in camp. And but the more we watched his tape, we fell in love with him. And then I guess once Coach Harless there got those two on board, he said, well, you might as well go, t- go ahead and take uh, take Kyle and start <laughs> sending stuff. But they're, they're a great program. I mean, they got the number one offensive lineman in the country next year. And so wow. – uh, and we signed two of the linemen here this year. So they, they, they got a ton of uh, D1 guys. And uh, it would have made it a lot easier if we were out on the road recruiting just to have to make one stop like that. But this year it didn't really matter. But, uh, you know, that is extremely rare. Yeah. No, it's, it sounds rare. We, that's kind of the buzz is like these guys, you know, they obviously like each other. You know, I don't think you'd be following somebody you didn't like him. So there's a lot of camaraderie there that they can bring over, yeah. which that's a strength for App State, you know, the cultural no aspect. Doubt. Yeah. No doubt. That's, that's, I think they – I think they – those guys had come to games here like two or three years ago and um, and kind of just fell in love with the culture and the scenery and that type of stuff, so it really helped a lot in the recruiting. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so 6'3", 200 pounds, this kid, Kyle, who who would you compare him to maybe on the roster? I mean, not an exact comparison. Everybody's different. Who, uh, I who, would say athletically what we were, what we're maybe envisioning is a, is a Jordan Fair type guy. Okay. Um, you, know, you never know what intangibles are going to have and if he's going to strike and do those things like, like Jordan did. But uh, Jordan, I can remember Jordan in camp coming out of high school and the way he ran and could bend and Kyle see this you know, very, very similar. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. 
Uh, and that's a big part of recruiting. I mean, I think I think that's what we all do as coaches. You try to envision what does this guy do that we had somebody else that similar was that was successful. You know, he 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 stands like this guy, walks like this guy, hits like this guy, and, and that's yeah, you know, that's what we're we're all trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, David Larkins from this was kind of weird uh, from Elder High School in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. We don't get he's many. Tight, he's tight. These tight ends are hard to find. <laughs> After moving from receiver to tight ends a year ago, they're big guys that can run and catch are tough to find. And uh, you know, so we started um, recruiting. Pretty much had every tight end evaluated in the southeast, and huh. uh, and we're recruiting guys. And when Coach um, Haynes got here, he came from uh, Ohio University, and he gave me a list of about six or seven guys there that he he had known about. And David was one of them. And uh, as we watched his film, he really fit. I mean, he fit what we did offensively, and uh, got 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 to get to know him a good bit on Zoom. And we were you know zooming with him every two or three nights and FaceTiming and getting to know his parents and. You know these these kids we could not have on campus. We yeah. could we couldn't meet them when they were on campus. So he him and his dad actually got in the car and drove over here and rode around campus one one afternoon by by themselves mm. and kind of just. I mean that's the first time they've ever seen the stadium. So yeah, I mean I, I have never met David in person. And, and, and now I talk to him all the time. Talked to him two days ago, but <laughs> but uh, he he comes from a really a good program that's put out some uh, big time uh, Division one tight ends. He didn't have a ton of catches and things this year, but we watched his film, and I'm excited about the way he puts his face in there and hits. And uh, um, you know, look, looking looking forward to getting him here. He, I think he's uh, a, a going to be a big time player. Yeah, looks like he's got a lot of a uh, lot of Mac interest and uh, yeah, shaking it up and coming and that, down where we actually play. And that's real football. tough to do. That's we we have tried uh, to recruit Ohio a tad bit since I've been here. Um, so I think Sats last year we we sent. Um, Coach Clark up to Ohio for a week during spring, and you just couldn't because they got they're good ball players, especially good offensive linemen and tight ends. And we, but we could not beat the max schools. Hmm. I think the TV exposure, the thirteen and one last year, that type stuff, the bowl games, that 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 has gotten us in there where we can now go compete with those guys if, if we choose to fight that battle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like winning matters. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's in a lot of ways it does. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Okay, now we're going down to Florida, and I love all the Florida guys that we get here. Uh, we got Cole Essick from Tampa Catholic. Yeah, he's, Cole. he's he's a tall one. Oh yeah, Cole Cole Essick. He's a, he's a, he's another big one that's uh, almost built a little bit like a a tight end type body at this time, but but he's he's going to develop. He, he's one of those guys, the typical App State guy that that gets here at, at the offensive line that is athletic enough to play defensive line and tight end. And then two years in our weight program, he's put on the weight. He's added 30, 40 pounds, and, he, and he's ready ready to go. I mean, um, Anderson Hardy is starting at left tackle course right now. I mean, he was he, he very similar to him coming out of high school. Hmm. And uh, so, so Cole had a big year, played a lot of defensive line for his team, which is we love recruiting uh, defensive linemen to come play offensive linemen because, you know, they're athletic. But, uh, you know, he, he's got the shoulders and the frame to put the weight on, and uh, it's just going to get here and have to develop. But, uh but um, he he's a guy, another guy that him and his um, drove up from Florida and, and drove around and we're facing with him, uh, you know, while he's sitting at his hotel and he's just like, Coach, I I love this place. I'm I'm ready to come. And we were we were all shocked and excited. So uh, yeah, that was that was a good one to get in the boat. Hey, Floridians love it up here. Come on, Floridians, they they love if you, it. If you if you can get if you can get them on the right day, and if you can get <laughs> anybody from South Carolina, Georgia, or Florida when it's nine million degrees. Um, <laughs> at their hometown, and they can drive up here, and it's beautiful. And they get here, and it's like, 
it's 72 or 68, whatever. And, and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. If they say it like that, you know you got a shot. You know. Now, I've also had them drive up here before when it was one of those days in the fog. Yeah. And, and, and they get out the car and they're like, what is going on? I couldn't even see coming up the mountain. Right there, you just say, go, buddy, go ahead and go to Georgia Southern and go to Georgia State or wherever because they're not coming. So you you got to know know when to throw in the towel on those guys. It sounds like you've had that experience before. It's too bad. <laughs> It's too bad. I'll give you a quick one. Shaw works. Really? His, his his mom and him drove up here in the spring before his senior year. The kid loved it, and the mom was like, uh-uh. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those foggy days where you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh-uh. And if you'll remember, he committed to Southern. Yep. Decommitted. We got him on a visit up here, and he came in. He committed. Yep. But his mom didn't come on the visit. Mm. She said she was never coming up here again. <laughs> and uh, so I, I talked about that with him uh, when we played him, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, man, I, I, sure, I wish you, wish you would, have, you know, come to App. You'd have had a heck of a career. He said, my mom wasn't doing that, coach. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, I, that was my first year. I learned my lesson. Just so if they if they complain about the fog, you just move on to the next guy. Oh, wow, that's that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. That's pretty yeah. awesome. He's a great I knew Shy Worse was going to be mentioned on this podcast today for <laughs> yeah, some reason. I, I don't know why. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I, I talked to, uh, to Coach Shat, uh two days ago, and I kind of kind of had a little giggle with him about it. I said, "Hey, listen, we tried four years ago. <laughs> now you can go get him. That's, 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 uh, we we appreciate you taking him. Good job." That's hilarious. I, I, I love I, it. I did get a I did get a, a gig. Both Charles and I and, and friends of ours, you know, we're just kind of chuckling about. Uh, how he ended up with uh, an App State Foundation somehow. You, know, <laughs> so. oh, that, yeah, you got it. You, you, everybody wants to be a part of it. It just may take some longer than others. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, uh, moving on down the list here. Uh, we got him out of safety, Caden Sullivan from Boiling Springs uh, of um, uh, Colin Reed of uh, fame. Yeah, here. oh, yeah. Yeah, Colin, Colin Reed there. So, uh, yeah, Caden was one that came up uh, before this thing shut down in February was able to come up to a spring practice into our junior day and just, he was, he was a fit. And every week we, you know, when, when we walk in on game day, somebody has put uh, all of our commitments and recruit stats on our desk. And it was on every Saturday you walked in and Caden had a 95 yard touchdown return. Caden had a punt block for a touchdown. Caden had an interception and a touch. I mean, it was just, I mean, so we were scared to death that, that uh, he may get plucked from us. And he had some, some, Bigger power five schools come knocking there at the end, and he held strong with us. And we think he's a uh, he's a just he is app state. He is what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family was bought in, and uh, you know he enrolls next uh, next week, and we're, we're we're tickled to death that we were able to hold on to him because we think he is just a a really good fit for what we do. Nice. I love this story because we talk all the time, Coach, on 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 BGP about app state guys. You know, just you know, yeah. you just get a feeling about him. So that that's great. That reminds me a little bit of uh, App State guys of an old blast from the past, the Devin Stringer. Um, just he he came yeah. in and said all these nice things about App State at a uh, signing day. Well, it was a ba- I guess it was a banquet, wasn't it, Charles? That's what they call it, like a signing day banquet or whatever. We used to love those. Right. And uh, he came yeah. in front of everybody. And it was like, I, I hate Georgia Southern. I love App State. Like, yeah, he's an App State guy. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves him. You know, everybody, everybody loves it then. But and when you're at other schools, and I, I, you know, I was at Middle Tennessee, and I had to recruit against App State, and you hear the term App State guy, and you really don't know what it is. Yeah. And then you come here, and you're in Boone, and you realize that, you know, and, and you see guys, and you meet their families, and, and you know. And, and I, I look at it a little bit as 
I, I think what Clemson's doing now, I, think, I don't think Clemson always – there's good players that come on our campus and we, we say, hey, let them go somewhere else because they don't fit. Yep. And I think to have an elite program, you got to be able to do that because it's – if you sign the, the wrong guy – he he can he if you don't sign him he can beat you one time a year if you sign the wrong guy he can beat you 365 days a year yeah. so 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 you got to make sure you got the right guys in your locker room what wow um, I love that <laughs> I love that analogy and you know that's something that we've heard Coach Sat say when he was here about how you got to let some guys go because they you know yeah and I learned really I learned that from him I mean I because I, I you know as an assistant coach you want to sit there and you want to you, you you get you get your ego involved and you want to say, well, coach, he's got an offer from Georgia Southern. He's got one from Georgia state and from Troy. And I want to, I want to beat those guys. And you get into, I want to beat them. I want to out recruit them and beat them. Yeah. And that head coach has got to sit there and say, see the big picture and say, yeah, I, I know he's a good player, but he just doesn't fit. And I think I, that was one of the most important lessons I learned from coach. Satterfield. Wow. There you go. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Now we have, this is another, it's another interesting one here. Another power five uh, offer. Uh, from Florida here, from South Sumter, we got Trevor Moffitt. Yeah, Trevor was committed to Illinois. Um, yep. He was a, one of the, our top guys on our list um, all year long. Defensively, I can remember him in the summer, uh, Zooming and FaceTiming and a phone going off, and we get all these text messages, hey, everybody get on and say hello to Trevor. And, uh, you know, he ended up committing to Illinois, and, and um, I'll give Mark, Mark DiBastiani, because DiBast just never really gave up, just – Kind of stayed on it the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. And then I think uh, Trevor may have gotten some wind that things weren't going great at Illinois, and, and he actually reached back out to us and was like, hey, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And he jumped in, and he, he helped start recruiting some guys at the end, and he's been full full speed ahead. He's He, he, he can run and hit. <laughs> you will put his film on, and when he hits them, they go backwards. He's, he's <laughs> exciting to watch on film. Is that the kid that um, there's a clip of him dunking a bat, like windmill dunking a basketball? Is that him? Yes. Yes, that is. Yeah, that's that's it. So that's uh that that shows you athletically, you know, all you need to know right there. Wow, and so we got him at uh, outside linebacker. Is that pretty much where? Is that for right I, now? I would say, we're... you know, you look at Trevor, Kyle, outside, inside. It'll kind of be, you know, who comes in, and who picks up what, um, you know, who's whose body changes. I mean, these yeah. guys, you know, they're they're some they're still a year away from having to. And do things like that. So, so you know, as they get here, and who, who's who's able to add weight and things like that, depending on who moves inside, who stays outside. Okay, that makes sense. All right, now we're getting close. Uh, we got another. Uh, um, what do they call it? The Great Wall of Boone. Here we got uh, Jaden Randy. Great Wall of Boone. That's right, yeah. the Great Wall of Boone uh, from West Sun High School in Anderson, South Wall Carolina. That's it's. Uh, I know y'all have had Nick Carville on several times, and it, I'm sure he would never come up with a cool name like that and, and try to promote it. <laughs> like there was just no way that would happen. Well, I don't think he came up with it, did he? Oh, he didn't come up with that. Yeah, that, that since I, I'm, I'm sure he did. He came up with it, got graphics, and oh, okay. probably called y'all ten times and told you to talk about it. So <laughs> that's just, maybe way Nick is. Maybe. I love <laughs> can't confirm or deny. But, uh, but but I'd say since we've been here, since I've been here six years, every year we've had an offensive lineman taken from us from yep. a Power Five program. Yep, that's right. And so we we committed up these five, and, and Coach Clark would come in there and just say, "Hey, there's keep recruiting linemen, guys. Keep recruiting because there's no way we're going to hold on to all five of them because several of them had Power Five offers." Right. And um, and and a credit to 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 Nick and uh, his 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 um. Graduate assistant Robert Kugler, those guys got after it and recruited this. They recruited them not singularly, but as a group. 
And every Sunday, they're all the them were on Zoom, you know, watching our game film, talking. Um, we we got them together. We kind of kind of turned them all into a package deal. Yep. And said, hey, you know, this is. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when uh, when you get here? And Jaden was, he's a guy that, as, as a junior, played a lot of tight end, and we mm-hmm. watched his tight end film and very similar to Cole Essick, but uh, is going to get big enough, kind of a a uh, Vic Vic Johnson type body, maybe. Yep. And uh, so so see him athletically plays basketball. Got a great set of hair. He's got some long. He's got some <laughs> got some big hair. I'm walking there see every uh, every week on Zoom. But he's a uh, he, he, he's a family was involved in the recruiting process, and uh, you know we're 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 excited about that one. He he had some uh, he had some big boys knocking on the door late. He stood strong and uh and was ready to be at app. That I tell you that that is the one thing I think we've even mentioned on the show. You know. Like every year, there's going to be uh, a Wake Forest or 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 some or even uh, I think we had Carolina take a kid a couple years ago or whatever it is. Oh yeah, they come knocking at the door and these guys held strong and yeah, this six six two thirty five they have him listed. That does that does remind me of like a Vic Johnson coming in and yeah. really super athletic, real long arms. But we all saw what and Vic I, did. Yeah, long levers, long levers. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I've already forgotten the terminology here, dude, but I'm getting an education. All right, uh, uh, and, and he he's yeah, he, he's 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 got that body type, so that's it's easy to go find big fat guys that can't move. <laughs> I mean everybody can find that, but but to go find guys that have and to gain the weight and are athletic, that, that's the challenge that we're all facing. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, we got a. Uh, I guess this is Karan White. Did I pronounce that correctly? From uh, yeah, Karan White. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Over in Alabama, we've had a pretty good track record here lately in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as the recruiting coordinator, I probably need to put some more people in there to do that. But he's uh, he's another early enrollee that's going to be here. Once again, he was on that stat sheet that I was talking about with um, with Caden Sullivan. And it's just like tackle for loss, tackle for loss, sack. His dad's his high school head coach. He's eaten up with football. Um, had 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 the offers from all those guys over in Alabama that we recruit against and we play against. And uh, he felt like this was the best place for him culture-wise. And uh, wow. he fits into what we do. He's going to slant angle and, and uh, get up the field and plays violent. And um, he's, one, he's one I've never met. I'm, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> next week when he gets here to go over and meet him and his family because uh, I've seen him on uh, film. I'm talked to him on Zoom. I've talked to him on FaceTime, but never met in person. And uh, re- really, really excited about uh, getting to get to see him next week. Now, I, one thing that jumped out to me in looking at him when um, we signed him, is this dude's got offers from like every Ivy League school? Yeah, yeah. This this is uh, I, him and and there's several of them on here. We signed a uh, an intelligent class for the for the most part, I believe. So, uh, <laughs> or, you know, get, and and that's that's another thing. As 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 an assistant coach, you you want to. It takes you a while to learn here who can stay and who fits and. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of being saying when you say he's an app guy. I think academically, that's one of the main things. Is yep. that apps in a hard school? It really is. I mean, we don't have a lot of easy majors. We don't have uh, any cupcake classes, and there's nowhere to hide. And so we have yep. to find elite football talent that can go and be successful and compete in the classroom. Yeah. Now I remember. Um, I think I was a student. Um, 
I want to say, you know, this is before you got here, Coach, but I remember that the academic standards for athletes were raised and that a lot of coaches on campus were like, you just made it harder. And I'm, I'm more speaking to the basketball side because I, I used to work on campus yeah. near the basketball offices. And, and so, But I'm guessing across campus, it, you know, it wasn't like, hey, this is, it's getting harder now. So we, we've always known that App is not <laughs> an e, you know academically easy school uh, among our peers. But um, when I see that, I, I can't – I think it was um, – I think it was Cardwell that actually told us that sometimes if it, if a kid's got like Ivy League offers, it's it's hard to compete against because that's that's an Ivy League school that's wanting to give you a scholarship. It, it to is play. if 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 they're if they're because if they got those those because a lot of times if they've got those offers, their parents see the value in that Ivy League education, right? And that's where it's tough. I mean, it's tough. And I mean, a guy like Cohen Sutton had had several Ivy League offers. Yeah, and, and and you know, and it's, it's tough to compete with. Um, and, and, and it does make it harder to recruit to a, to to the initial part of it. It but but one it weeds a lot of guys out. Yep. It, it so, so you go in and you get transcripts and, and it weeds a ton of guys that you don't have to mess with. And then I think too that if you get guys that are successful academically, understand how to go to class, how to act, you don't deal with the, some of the problems that some of these other universities have to deal with when they take guys that have marginal grades. Yep. I remember we talked to, to um, Charles. It was. Um... Fisher Deberry, who was you know at Air Force for all those years, we had him on the show. He was uh, he coached at. Hey, where's where Fisher Berry? Where's he from? He's from South Carolina, right? South Carolina. I believe it's Florence, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well there you go, there you go. We love his yeah. accent. Yeah. Recru- Say what? He now? recruited. He recruited me. I, 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 he recruited me. He was the head coach of Air Force. Uh, I remember him calling the house. I was back before cell phones and. They'd call the recruiters to call the house, and you'd have to go over and just get on the co- phone with the cord there and stand there and talk to them in front of everybody. Really? Yeah. All right, here we go. Can you do a Fisher DeBerry impersonation? I, I listen. I, I all I know is I, I told him. He said, "Do you like planes?" And I told him, "I said, yeah, I like the movie Top Gun." Not realizing <laughs> that, that that was the wrong Air Force and all that stuff. So, so I, 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 I just. I, had, I I don't know. I couldn't remember that. I just remember him calling and recruiting me. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> we we had him we had him on, um, and he had the, he had the best old time like South Carolina accent. Like, hey now, hey now there, Justin. Now what yeah. what you have for dinner, son? <laughs> Some crawdaddies. It was great. One ball game. So yeah. Good. But but he but his whole point to us was. You know, Air Force cadets or whatever they call them. You know, those are like buttoned up, smart dudes. So you're you're getting guys that are kind of already disciplined coming in. So uh, that makes sense that that would um, translate to kids that are getting Ivy League offers. Uh, and oh, and yeah. just just a side comment here, or it's really a question. We have had success in Alabama. We've got some really talented guys from Alabama. Is there um, is there a reason for that, or is that all coincidence? Uh, I think that there. I think there's really good high school football coaches in Alabama from recruiting over there. Um, I think a lot of those guys, uh, you know, from recruiting, you walk in school sometimes and Coach Smith is the football coach, but he's also teaching um, geometry or, or trig or, or English all day long and then coaching football. When you go to Alabama, Coach Smith coaches football, yeah. and that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Coach Smith kind of maybe has a PE class every now and then, but – he coaches football and, and, and they lift weights. Yeah, and so I think that matters. And and, and you know when it comes to that, so I think these guys, football is important in that state. And um, you know we've been able to hit on the right ones. It's hard to get them from there because they do have to pass over so many universities. And you look at whether mm-hmm. it be South Al, Troy, UAB. You know those guys that we've got to recruit against there in state, and mm-hmm. then they got to drive past 
West, you know, no schools to get, to get over here. And so it's, uh, it's, it's tough, but, and there's not a lot of, uh, easy ways to get there besides drive. And I can remember recruiting Cram peoples and we were just, I mean, we wanted him to get here so bad, but it's not like there's a flight that you can just jump on right there and get here easy. It's about as easy as it is just to take that, that drive. So, uh, but, but I think the main thing, football is important over there and those guys, uh, they love it. And so we've been, we have, we've had some good success. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next on the list here is he's listed as an athlete, but he was listed on the website here. But um, well, on the main page he is. But then when you click on his profile, it says he's a, a dual quarterback. We're talking about Andre Goodman from Greenville. Um, what's is he a quarterback? Yeah. What what is he? Andre, we signed we signed as a quarterback. We we took two in this class, um, knowing that our numbers would be down after this year from. Uh, <laughs> from guys in the previous classes that weren't going to be here, but uh, was we wanted to take got two guys that were, were were different and brought a little bit different things to the table. And Andre's an athletic young man. Uh, his junior film was uh, exceptional. He's able to throw the football uh, with, with accuracy and on time, and can run around and make things happen. And um, and he can run the football. Now, he did not play this past year. He had a torn ACL and did not play. But he has been cleared, and he's playing a start for his basketball. So he he dropped like 18 the other night uh, on Twitter. So uh, he he's one that um you know wanted to have between him and DC you know two different molded type quarterbacks and not have the same guys in the same class. And uh and uh, he he's one that that fits the bill. And athletically, like if if it didn't work out at quarterback, you could see him move into another position for sure. But but right now he's definitely going to start off a quarterback. All right, next on the list we have uh, Jaquan Loman from Apopka, Florida. Another yeah, Florida guy. Apopka powerhouse down in Florida. He's a, you know, you hate to pull against a kid, but they, he, we would watch those guys in the playoffs, and he's putting up just massive numbers each week. And you're like, goodness, they got to quit playing and let their season be over so nobody else sees it. <laughs> and because uh, he was just lighting up, he played quarterback for those guys down there, and they, they run a unique offense, and it uh, gets the ball in his hands and. Um, played just an unselfish kid. Played a uh, different DB really uh, last year, and the team needed him to move over there because they didn't have a quarterback. And he uh, he led him, I think, to the state championship this year. And uh, going to sign him and take him as a uh, slot receiver. But he's a guy. I mean, just we watched him as a whole staff several times. And you're like, hey, could he play running back? Yes, probably quarterback, slot, DB. So. Uh, no, athletically, he's what we're looking for. So he's listed on this page here as a safety, but you just said slot receiver. Is he'll, he'll, he'll start at a wide out for us, yes, sir. Okay, all right. And, cool. and he had he had that was that was one of his intriguing things for us. He he had some you know South Florida, some people like that had offered him, and uh, in the in in home state. But a lot of it was for safety, and he wanted to go somewhere and play with the ball in his hands. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, heard that story before. Uh, all right, next we have from Sumter, South Carolina, Deshaun McKnight. He had an offer from Duke. He signed with App State. Um, outside linebacker, it looks like. Probably going to move him inside. He's, okay. uh, he's you know, he, he's like all of us. He put on a little quarantine weight and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, when that schools were shut down, his dad got him a trainer and he uh, he's bigger and stronger right now, and he's enrolling next week. I'm I'm interested to see what he looks like when he gets up here in person because he's a he's a big, thick joker like that. that I can see just you know playing in the middle. and Excited to get him up here for spring ball, but uh, from a great program there in South South Carolina, and they win a ton of games, and we've recruited a lot of guys from those schools, and, and, and always will. And um, so so we had a good relationship with those coaches, and we were excited to get him uh, him on board. All right, so who would he? Uh... 
could like give a give us an idea of who he might compare to that we've seen I, at that position. I would say uh, I need to see him next week. His film's probably similar to uh, the one and only great John Law. There you go. Um, and oh, and but, but this kid's bigger to where he may. I mean, he could eventually move. Well, he may get here next week. We're like, goodness gracious, you got to play D line. Yeah. And you know, you just just got to see got to see what's what's going on with his body and uh you know and how how he's moved and uh, but uh but he he can run and hit and physical. I mean, he he's another one of those that gets a lot of knockbacks during the game. Is, do you guys have these recruits to the FTC um, cash toss before you sign them? Do, um, we got to see what they could do. Crazy. A couple of years ago, when it it was the, when it was rolling the first time, yeah, and we had the rap song with the highlight video to yeah. it. When we sent it to recruits, and they loved it. And uh, <laughs> so we now we now it's just when they they're here. If they do it wrong, we have to teach them. Like who was it uh, when Sperlin did yeah. it, fell down during <laughs> the game? I mean, we hit, we we brought uh, we brought John Law in front of the team and said, "Now listen, guys, we we cannot be screwing this up anymore. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let, 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 let's let's get this thing fixed." Yeah, no, yeah, I um, we we tweeted at at John and um, <laughs> said, "Hey, man, you got to fix it." And he goes, "Hey, no penalties for touchdowns. It's okay. You can fall down on a yeah. touchdown. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get punished too bad." <laughs> All right, now we got uh, Troy Everett, another uh, tater tot high. Um, Lord Tater Tot, there. there Troy's there. Um, you go. Troy grew up a huge Virginia Tech fan. Yep, and uh, that's that's right over there by Blacksburg, and uh, and his he had been to some games here, and 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 we offered him, and he had five or six offers, and it was kind of like, hey, I'm making a decision here in two days, and then Virginia Tech offered him, Oof. and everything everything kind of just hit the brakes, and you're like, goodness gracious, this is a guy that went from we thought we were going to get till till uh, you know we probably don't have a chance at. And he pushed his decision back off about two weeks or so, and we did not let up. We were on him every single night for hours at a time with his parents, and it came to relationships. And mm-hmm. and I, I, he he called and, and, and committed to us. That was a special moment to, to me as a recruiting coordinator and to us as a staff just because it shows you it doesn't always work. But there's times when you, you can – maybe outwork people and, and, mm. and, and have better relationships. And it really does matter in this recruiting deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Dalton Stroman from Richmond high school in Rockingham, North Carolina. Yeah. Dalton's, uh, Dalton's another one that he's going to start to play in his senior year here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, we got him down in January. He's a big outside. We were going for some size in this class out, out at receiver with, uh, you know, Cohen Dalton and Deshaun Oldby and bigger guys. Dalton's a, Six two guy. I don't know what they're listening. Having listened to that, but he he's a big, long, strong outside guy that uh, doesn't say much. It was was a little bit strange to recruit because he didn't he didn't talk. I don't think he likes answering his phone, and sometimes he doesn't on the text messages. But his highlight film's good, and uh, his coaches you know, say he loves ball. And uh, so um, he, he's from a really good program, and um, think he can come here in, in the fall and uh, and step right in for us. There you go. All right, we got Deshaun Brown. Um, there's a lot of hype around him, if, if I remember correctly. He uh, from York, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, Deshaun is a uh, he, he's um, he's a character. He's uh, he <laughs> he was one that uh, was uh, gonna commit. I'll tell you a story. I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, and uh, you know he's got us in East Carolina and all this stuff. And he's on his Instagram live, and he's got about a hundred people at his house, and he's announcing where he's going. And he's already told me he's coming here. Yeah, but he's told me what kind of shirt he's going to have on and where, where the hat's placed and all this stuff. 
And the whole time I'm just sitting there, I'm like, something is not right. It's not right. He's not supposed to have a gray shirt on. He's supposed to have a discolored shirt on. He's doing uh-huh. this. And my wife's like, you're so stupid. Just relax. <laughs> and I sit there and watch, I sit there and watch this seven, 18 year old kids live Instagram for 30 minutes to make sure he pulls out a shirt and puts it on. And, uh, and then I get on the phone with him and, uh, no, then of course, uh, he decommits midway through the year. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he got some, he got some power five inches and Virginians, people had offered him and, uh, he decommitted and, and, um, actually banged his knee up and missed a couple games and we stayed on him and, um, you know, and, and just stayed by, by his side and, uh, and, and he was, he jumped back in the boat with us there at the end. So, uh, he's a guy that can really push the ball in the field, can run, um, you know, we're, we're excited by his speed for sure. Yeah. We've heard a lot of those stories about guys getting hurt and, um, App sticking with them. That's good. And Charles, I didn't want to cut you off. I know you're going to say something. No, I was just going to say something similar to Coach said. I may or may not have also put his account on alerts when that was going down. Yeah. <laughs> to know when he was going live. You were watching like, that was, on, uh, on my, yeah, yeah, I remember I'll be like, on the front porch. <laughs> yeah, it was like July 4th or whatever. I mean, it was like, so we're sitting here and we're getting ready, waiting to go to a. Because you've, you know, it's bad enough when you, you get burned when you didn't know, but if he's already told you coming and then you don't find out, that, that's really bad. But uh, he stayed true to his word, so it was, it was exciting. There you go. Uh, Jordan Favors from Griffin, Georgia. Yeah, Jordan's uh athletic defensive back, uh, punt returner, um, long-livered guy. Throw that one in there for you again. But uh, <laughs> Coach Rose really excited about him. He's one that, uh, you know, kind of like some of those backers that could bounce inside and out. He's one that got, we could see playing – um, corner safety, nickel, nickel, Sam, different things like that. Athletic. That's a good football program. They they coach those guys hard where he's coming from, and uh, we were excited to be able to hold on to him. Nice. All right, this is the one. You know, the quarterbacks get a lot of attention, and uh, you know he was pretty active on the twitters. Got DC taps. Got Mister Football from Tennessee. Apparently, uh, tell us about DC. Uh, that is uh, DC. DC was uh, you know when um, Tony Peterson got here, we kind of sat him down and said, hey, we. We have to have two quarterbacks in this class, and, and we got to make sure that, that we get one that's a, a passer. Bob, you know, kind of went through it, and he watched all the film, and we watched all the film as a staff. And DC was a guy that we had at the top of our list. And luckily, the week before it all shut down there in spring ball, we had that one junior day, and him and his family were actually going to another university, and we talked them into coming to our place. Oof. And uh, they came, they came up and spent probably a whole day with uh with with the staff and, and came to practice but they visited with with coach peterson and kind of went through and we showed him our vision and um and 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 they kind of they kind of saw the with the numbers and what we had coming back that it was a good situation for for a freshman to come in in that quarterback room and then i think they th- think they bought into the culture and the fit also hmm. and um so uh he was he was very helpful, and most of these quarterbacks, if you, you you get them on board early, they can help you in recruiting. And DC was that. I mean, DC helped recruit these other four wideouts. DC helped recruit the Wallaboon. Um, so he was active, you know, behind the scenes, contacting these guys, trying to build this class and uh, and, and keep it together. What's uh what's his real name? DC. What does that stand for? Do you have any idea? Like Daniel so, Charles, um, David Charles. David Charles is what it is, I believe. Wow. I nailed it. I believe, I believe that's what it is. Now, uh, I could be lying. But uh, I think it's I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Uh, no, we're yeah. He, he was. I could have said it. I could have said anything, and y'all have been like, "Yeah, that's on." That's right. right. Yeah, that's right, Coach. You got it. <laughs> you got it, Coach. You nailed it. You got it. Um, yeah. I, I, a great question to ask you would be, who's going to be the next quarter uh, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator? But I'm not going to ask you that because uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, that, that probably would. Probably be a- <laughs> All right, and, and you probably know as much as I do about it. Just so you know. Well, you know nothing about it <laughs> because if that's how much, <laughs> yeah. if that's how much you know, exactly. that's how much I know. Um, anyway, anyway, exactly. I'm just, I'm just kind of poking around. All right, now we have uh, Colson Powers, the last trio from uh, Lord Hotty Toddy um, in Daleville, Virginia. Yeah. Talk to us about, that, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's high up there. So Colson, like I said, he 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 had come to a game. I think here's maybe as a freshman and a sophomore. And, um, you know, Mark Ivey had gone to recruit him to, then I think that was Eric Link's mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and he was, he was a guy that we were excited about on film. And I rode up and saw him, uh, I think it's, went up there maybe right before drink left and then right after drink left with, and, and went up and visited him. And, uh, we got him on campus and he was like, he's just an old country boy and likes to play football. I said, coach, this is what I want to do. And he had some. He had you know major Power Five offers, and he just said, "Hey, this 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 is me. This is I want to come live here. I think his grandparents live right over the mountain in Tennessee, and uh, so so um, location was perfect. And and, uh, and that, that was an exciting day. That kind of jumped us uh, Rock Boys twenty one class off when he when he committed. Yeah, he's got it. Looks like West Virginia, Virginia, and Iowa State. I, I still have a bad taste in my mouth for Iowa State, but yeah, it looks like he had some some big offers there. And... What I, what Iowa State did wrong. Well, they uh, well, I, well, it actually uh, doesn't matter. It actually, doesn't matter now, does it? Because they, uh, um, oh, when they, they took when they took uh, the quarterback. Well, yeah, when they took. <laughs> it's but a, it's a longer road, JJ. Wow. Well, I, 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 I promise you, I got the last word in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and, we, and we got and we got Zach and Huseman out of that too. So. Yeah, that's that's no. That was I was getting ready to say at the end Worked of the day. Out. At the end of the day, when you compare two side by side, we we came out on top with that. So there, a lot no of people. Doubt about it. A lot of people are cryptically asking themselves because they don't know the situation. Like, what are they talking about? You can ask us later. But um, now the I, la- I, I, remember, I, I remember where I was, and I, I remember calling Zach Thomas when he was committed to. Uh, I remember him from Middle Tennessee. We were here and we watched his film, and commi- he was committed to Jacksonville State. And I called and said, "Would you be interested in App State?" And he said, "I'll be. I'll come this weekend." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have Zach. We're gonna have Zach on in the next couple of weeks. We'll ask him that story from his perspective. That that'll be a good one. Um, <laughs> Jaden yeah. Lindsay rounding out the class six three two seventy from East yeah. Forsyth. Uh, big time, big time kid for us. That was uh, he's he's another one that had legit. I mean, some of these guys that, that two four seven page says they have offers for people. He's another one that had legitimate power five interest, and not that that means they're better than anybody or not right. better, but right. he had people that we were beating off the whole time, and and uh, him and his mom and parents fell in love with this place. They were able to get on campus, and. Um, he, he's uh, he's foregoing his senior year and enrolling here, and he's going to get thrown in the fire this time in two weeks. He's going to be taking rips. I mean, we're we're we are fired up about this individual. We think he's athletic, can play uh, at least uh, both guard and both tackle spots, and mm. um, so so uh, just just size wise fits and uh, demeanor everything. Um, you know, we we Nick did a heck of a job holding on to him, and because because he. He's going to be a good football player for us. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we actually we have a we have a um, a Facebook group that uh, for okay. supporters of the Blango podcast. It's private, so there are a bunch of jokers in there and everything. So we got a question here, and I I'm I'm 
I'm going to ask it because I cannot wait to hear you answer it. So Connor Coker asks, who's the best equipment manager you've ever had? And what's interesting is that Alan Parker also chimed in there at the bottom. So you got two guys that uh, worked with you. And I want to know. I'm going to say, here's the deal. I talked to Connor today. Yeah. So I'm going to go. With, I, I, I love them all. But Connor, my man, I mean, every now and then, you know, you, you got to you gotta get an extra sweatshirt. Every now and then. <laughs> Connor, if, if you're sometimes you're between that XL, that double X, you don't know what, how much you ate the day before. Connor, sometimes you need both of them. I mean, so, so you, Connor, Connor helps me out there. Oh, so, okay, we're dunking on Alan Parker. I love it. You know, Alan plays that all-American good boy sometimes, and, and Connor, you know, I love it. You're, you're, shout, you're shouting out Connor Coger. I love it. And uh, David Jackson asks, what's your favorite meat to grill? Uh, warm. What? Warm meat. As long as I can put it on the smoker and stand outside for a couple hours, I'm good with it. Um, David comes over and walks over all the time, and uh, – and he 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 says he 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 sees that. I mean, I I love to. I, I bought one of those uh, Primo grills. Yep. And uh, Coach Satterfield had one, and then um, Coach Clark got one. So I said, "Hell, maybe if I get one, I'll be the next head coach." So I <laughs> I went I went and bought one. And, um, so so we've been. I, I play with it all the time and just throw throw different types of stuff on there. But I'm. Uh, you know, I th- I cooked some mean pork chops there on the first. There you and, go. Uh, did, did that so. We're, I'm going to say pork chops then, because I don't. Warm's not good enough. I'm going to go pork chops. That's your answer. Pork chops. Yeah, pork <laughs> yeah chops. that's good. There you go, <laughs> um, Coach. Hey, man, your time's valuable. We we appreciate it. You know, you're you're still uh, a little bit on break mode, and you deserve it. You work really hard. The entire staff does. So, thanks for uh, spending time with us this evening and um, breaking down this class. We're really excited about it. You, you guys have done a great yeah, job. Me, me too. And I appreciate all you guys do for our program and getting the word out there. And I know a lot of our guys. Have fun with everything y'all do, and y'all y'all do things the right way, and give your opinion, and, and also support us, and uh, that means a lot. And um, so so we're excited about these guys getting in here, and excited about uh, getting this Rock Boys twenty two class going too, and uh, you know get, getting that thing rolling. And uh, but just thanks for all, everything y'all guys do for us. Wow, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank coach. you, coach. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it, guys. Mm-hmm.